Welcome back to the Foreign Desk. I'm Lisa Daftari. Lots to cover today from the impeachment hearings to foreign policy under President Biden. And to help me break this all down, help me in welcoming to the show Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Uh, huge bio to read here, but let me uh, summarize it as Deputy Assistant to President Trump, national best-selling author with the latest book, The War for America's Soul. And of course, last but not least, he hosts a daily radio show for three very long hours and he does a fantastic job on Salem Radio called America First with Sebastian Gorka. Welcome to the show, Dr. Gorka. Thank you, Lisa. I hope my listeners don't think it's a very long three hours because for me it goes very quickly, but thank you for inviting me. Yeah, from our point of view, it's a long three hours to build up, but I, I know your listeners love you, and it's amazing how many people call in from the state of California. Uh, I'm, I'm always amazed, and it gives it just goes to show that uh, we're not in the minority, especially in places like California, New York, Washington, uh, and elsewhere. So thank you for doing what you do. And speaking about putting America first, we're about three weeks into the Biden administration. How are we doing? Are we putting America first? <laughs> a disaster. I, I mean, just, just doesn't matter what issue. If, if you wanted to piss off as many people as possible, just be like Joe Biden. You know, whether it's uh, ensuring that uh, illegal aliens can cross the border and come into America as a COVID carrying illegal immigrants, whilst the Biden administration is considering uh, restrictions on U.S. citizens traveling inside the United States. Uh, whether it's uh, the the Biden administration to this very day, I had Ari Fleischer, uh, the former press secretary on my show today saying, it is confirmed Biden has yet to call Israel our closest friend and ally in the Middle East, the only democracy. He's called communist China and chatted to Xi Jinping for two and a half hours. But Israel, who cares? Whether it's Canada, Canada, I mean, Canada, not exactly a hotbed of of pro-Trump conservatism. I had Lord Conrad Black on my show. He says everybody in Canada on both sides of the political aisle, conservatives, labor, left wing, are beside themselves in anger. They cannot understand the decision to cancel the XL element of the Keystone Pipeline. I mean, beyond the 11,000 jobs that were killed here with the stroke of a pen, in Canada, Lord Black told me it is 37 thousand jobs that were killed by that decision. So how to piss off your best friends to yeah. the north, how to piss off your friends in the Middle East, the few friends you have. It, it, it is stunning. If, if you know there's a book, a very famous book by Dale Carnegie, how to you know win friends and influence people. Joe Biden is writing the anti-book to how to win friends and influence people. It depends who you are. I think people in China, the Iranian mullahs, <laughs> they, they love him. But you know what? People in this country, um, not you or I, because perhaps we have thicker skin, but they don't have to hear those mean tweets from Donald Trump. <laughs> They're better off, right? Yeah, the, the idea that um, we, we, we judge uh, any executive, uh, a prime minister, a president, by what they do on social media, I, look, at the end of the day, remove politics from the equation, remove the identities of Republican or Democrat or independent. Just look at the empirical data. When we came into the White House, the boss made a decision, we're going to crush ISIS. We had been told by Obama, Obama, that this is a generational problem. You just have to you know, suck it up and, and, and get used to it. We unleashed the military. Within five months, the physical caliphate of those bloodthirsty murderers was gone. 
whether it's the economy prior to COVID, prior to the deadliest Chinese export to ever hit the globe. Uh, we had the strongest economy the world had ever seen. Lowest unemployment on record since 1969. The lowest unemployment for black Americans, for Hispanic Americans. Uh, he built 450 miles of border wall. He put China back in his box. And one of the proudest moments in my life as a, a deputy assistant to the president is when he called me into the Oval Office with Steve Bannon. He, he called us his two heavies, the, the, the tough guys. And we, in front of him, we had to debate. We had, you know, swamp creatures like H.R. McMaster, uh, Mnuchin, and uh, uh, Rex Tillerson, the Secretary of State, who were all pro-Iran deal, who said, you can't, you can't cancel the Iran deal. And then we all debated it together. Steve and I on one side, the swamp creatures on the other. And finally, the president said, OK, basta. This is bad for America. I'm pulling us out of the Iran deal. So, yeah, it doesn't matter what national security uh, the border, immigration, uh, employment, on every metric that is apolitical. We had the most successful one term, first term of any president we have seen in the modern age. Um, but hey, if you don't like his tweets, yeah, that's, that's a really smart way to choose your president. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, it's not over yet, as you know. Um, I know you're covering this um, day in and day out and talking about it. Ad nauseum on your radio show. Um, it's awful when you're listening to the, these trials, you're listening to, um, you know, so much of this is brought in as emotional. I mean, a lot of these these congressmen and women are, are attorneys. And if they're not attorneys, they're seasoned politicians that should know the difference between bringing evidence and bringing emotion um, to the podium. Uh, let's take a listen to some of the sound from today. An examination of his past statements makes it clear that when Donald Trump tells a crowd, as he did on January 6, fight like hell or you won't have a country anymore, he meant for them to fight like hell. On January 6, that became clear to all of America. Interestingly enough, you have a book called uh, Why We Fight Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies. So this is, this is not a foreign way of speaking or a foreign term to you or to any politician. Stacey Abrams, remember, the, the woman who I think she has yet to concede. She probably still thinks she uh, won the election for the governor of, of Georgia. Georgia. In her, her recent activities, she created a, a 501c3 uh, organization that was involved with the last election. She called the organization Fight. I think it's Fight for Freedom or Fight for Democracy. So I guess I guess Stacey Abrams is a Democrat insurrectionist. This is a joke. What we are seeing on Capitol Hill, you know, as the child of, of those who escaped a communist dictatorship, uh, the, the son of a, a man who was actually uh, subject to a show trial. My father was arrested, tortured by the secret police in Hungary, and at the age of 20, given a, a life sentence in a communist show trial. What we're seeing on Capitol Hill is the show trial. Look, the Constitution isn't a very long document. You can read it. It states very clearly that the impeachment and trial of a president is, has one purpose. In times of emergency, when the president is doing something bad, something treasonous, you use it to get him out of office. And it must be presided over by the Chief Justice of the United States. Right. Well, 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 hang on a second. The Chief Justice said that this is something he refuses to preside over. 
Um, I'm no fan of the Chief Justice. He betrayed Americans with his decision on Pennsylvania in the Texas case. But, but on this, yeah, he said you, can't, you cannot impeach and try a man who is a private citizen. And that's what they're doing right now. And they're lying about him. I was there in the front row. I was in the front row, 20 feet away from the president at the Ellipse on January the 6th, when he said to us, we are going to march peacefully and patriotically to Congress. You can't incite somebody for saying that you should march peacefully to Congress. Right. And they bring up, uh, well, people were wearing hats and they were wearing uh, the, the MAGA hats or they were wearing camouflage or, uh, I mean, bringing up all sorts of things. And uh, based on hypotheticals, if he should become president again, then X, Y and Z. And if this should happen, then he would do this again. Um, a lot of this is really assuming a very stupid audience and and forgetting half of this country, more importantly, you know, they, they're thinking if they get rid of one guy, one influence, and they're going to do away with the 74 million who voted for him. A couple of things are happening that are very disturbing. So number one, this is clearly an attempt to uh, bar Donald Trump from running for office again, which is shocking. So they, they want to make it impossible for the American people to choose Donald Trump as their president again, which they have every right to do. In the U.S. Constitution, you can serve two terms. So they're, they're using dictatorial tactics to stop the will of the American people should Donald Trump run again in 2024. Secondly, we're seeing a broader phenomena, which is very dangerous, whether it's what happened to Gina Carano uh, today or whether it's the first uh, terrorism uh, alerts that DHS released after the inauguration, whether it's the testimony of uh, the Secretary of Defense, uh, Lloyd Austin, there is an attempt that my friend Jim Hansen has, uh, has called the criminalization of conservatism that is happening right now. So let's be clear. When you have Jake Tapper, a former congressional staffer on CNN, use the phrase MAGA terrorism. When you have Lloyd Austin, a former four-star general, who is now the Secretary of Defense, in his confirmation hearing in front of the Senate, called members of the armed forces enemies because he disagrees with their politics. And when you have the Department of Homeland Security issue its first terrorism uh, alert memorandum after Joe Biden is sworn in that speaks of the Americans who question the results of the last election, and who are there for a domestic threat, this is very dangerous. Let, let's remind America, let's remind the quote-unquote elite on Capitol Hill that are persecuting Donald Trump with his show trial. No president, not since George Washington, no president has received 74 million votes. That is the greatest support any incumbent president has received. And if you're trying to turn those people to label them into terrorists, it's just simply very unwise, Lisa. How do you see this going, Dr. Gorka? Whether you know he's indicted or not, what's going to happen to half this country when there are such punitive measures across the board, whether it's in Hollywood, in the media, in politics, in the military? What's going to happen? Well, he's already been indicted. The, the impeachment that happened in the House is the charge. Um, he will not be uh, he will not be tried uh, in a way that will result to his being uh, successfully uh, uh, um, impeached by the Senate because we've had 44 senators say this is unconstitutional. You're not going to flip 
you're not going to get the majority. You're not going to get 67 senators when 44 have said this is unconstitutional. So uh, what's going to happen? A couple of things. And number one, this farrago, this farce, is going to make Donald Trump more powerful than he's ever been. It's like that scene at, near the end of Star Wars where you know, Ben Kenobi says to Darth Vader, if you strike me now, if you strike me down now, Darth, I will be more powerful than you can imagine. Already, he's the most powerful, you know, apolitical figure or, or non-politician in America. If, if Donald Trump, if my old boss said, said today, tomorrow I want to have a rally in, in Alabama, in Poughkeepsie, in, in, you know, Staten Island, he'd have 50,000 people in a stadium. Nobody, nobody can do that in the Republican Party. And nobody can do it in the Democrat Party, including sleepy, creepy Beijing Biden. That is power. What they're doing now is going to make him more powerful. How does it end? It ends very simply when good people have the courage to speak the truth, whether it's actors like Gina Carano, whether it's the average viewer to your show. There is a requirement now for those who love this country and everything it stands up for to tell the truth, not just on social media. You don't need, you know, three million listeners like I have on my radio show. You don't need a YouTube channel or, you know, a podcast like you do. I don't care what it is at the water cooler at work. If you still have a job at the barbecue at the weekend, whatever it is, you've got to speak the truth. If we speak the truth and remember 74, 74, you're not alone. 74 million people agree with you. We are an army for truth. If we stand up for it, if we stand up for the truth, they will lose. How do we stand up for the truth when, when um, you know, major platforms are silencing conservatives, whether it's uh, social media, the mainstream media? Um, again, you're being punished in those places. Forget about the university. We've lost that. Forget about, you know, being openly conservative. It is more harm, you know, it, it's not something that people want to uh, jeopardize their livelihoods for. Well, you, you got to ask yourself a question. Are, are you, is America worth it? Are your children, are your grandchildren worth it? Uh, you know, the founding fathers, there's a phrase associated with the founding fathers, that they, they pledged their, their, their honor, they, they, they pledged their lives, their treasure, and their sacred honor. And, and you're afraid that you'll lose your job? These are people who would have been shot. These people are men who would have been hanged had they lost the fight and their commitment to the truth. So maybe people have to reassess their commitment to what they believe in. There's, there's a phrase from Hungary during the, uh, the dictatorship of Janos Kadar. Across the Soviet system, across the Warsaw Pact, there was a gradation of dictatorship. You know, there were the awful, the, 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 the real prison states like East Germany, like Albania, like Romania and like the Soviet Union. And then there were lesser versions. There was Yugoslavia. There was Hungary. Hungary uh, developed what was called Guyash communism, this kind of softer version of the dictatorship where you couldn't travel to the West. But, you know, they'd let you go and have holiday on the beaches in Yugoslavia where where you couldn't have a private company, but you could have a little bodega. They uh, allegedly, they asked the, the, the uh, dictator, Janos Kadar, why, why are you allowing this, you know, Stalin wouldn't approve. Why are you not allowing this stronger version of, of the people's paradise to be initiated in Hungary? Why is this goulash communism good? And allegedly, uh, Janos Kadar said, 
look, guys, it's much easier to slowly bend the human spine, to bend the human will over time than to try and snap it suddenly because people resist. When you are afraid to speak the truth about masks, I don't wear a mask. I'm a free person. I've had COVID. I refuse to wear a mask. If you don't say the truth about the masks or what your children are being indoctrinated in the schools, well, guess what? You are the person who is making the slow bending of the spine of America possible. So if you're cool with that, okay. But if you think it's wrong, if you think America is still the greatest nation on God's earth, stand up for it and tell the truth. Beautifully said. It's amazing, Dr. Gorka. It's um, so many people like yourself, like myself, who are either immigrants, the children of immigrants, who have such a a uh, profound, cog they're just cognizant of the freedoms that we have in this country and therefore love this country so tremendously. I thank you for your work. Your voice is invaluable. You are a leader. You are a patriot. And uh, we are very lucky to have you this afternoon. I know you're very, very busy, and we hope to have you back with us very soon. Dr. Sebastian Gorka, catch him on his radio show on Salem America First. It's a wonderful program. I encourage you to all catch it and grab his new book, The War for America's Soul, his his book that was out last year, um, which I, I, is tremendous. It's, it's in my shelf. It's actually on the top of my shelf. And uh, Dr. Gorka, you're always welcome on our program. Thank you. Thank you. Keep doing what you do. And uh, please do check out our website, sebgorka.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com. Thank you, Lisa. My pleasure. And for all of you, thank you for tuning in. I want to turn your attention to a very important article that we have on the Foreign Desk uh, today, foreigndesknews.com. It talks about the Cyrus Accords. This is a new initiative that has put, been put out uh, by Victoria Coates and Len, I know I'm going to chop butcher his uh, last name, Khodorovsky, um, who uh, talk about a potential normalization of relations between Iran and Israel, similar to the Abraham Accords, and that this should be the deal that the Biden administration pursues rather than a deal like the former uh, nuclear deal we had, which meant nothing. It normalized relations, meaning Iran's regime was allowed to go and build its weapons arsenal and put money back into terrorism and to continue its brutal human rights violations back at home. Uh, this normalization accord called the Cyrus Accords goes back to a time when Israel and Iran were very natural allies. And uh, we hope for the future of the people of Iran and Israel that that does become an option for Washington to adopt. I encourage you to go to our website and read it. And um, I'm just getting confirmation that on Monday night, we will have a power panel with Len and Victoria and Bijan Kian, uh, who is also an expert on all things Iran and was uh, he served under uh, Bush, Obama, and Donald Trump, so he knows a great deal about Washington, about Tehran. They will join us on Monday night, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. I hope you will join us. And uh, with that, please subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, youtube.com slash Lisa Daftari. Go to our website, foreigndesknews.com slash newsletter, and sign up for our daily top 10 to stay on top of the day's best and most important headlines all in one morning email. Thank you for tuning in. See you all next time.